Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Spill the Mead. Once upon a time... Sitting here wearing a French hood right now. I was gonna think of something clever, but I'm just so happy. It's so pretty. Uh, Maddie, explain a French hood if people don't know what a French hood is. A French hood is a headpiece that was worn during the Tudor period. Um, it was very common in France, and um, oh, we're recording. Um, it was very scandalous because the gable hoods and everything like covered all of your hair, but the <gasps> French hoods sat a little back. So oh, you got a little, a little girl. Peek. And Amberlynn's credited of bringing it in fashion in the English court, which... Our bitch. Yeah, because she was very fashion forward. Mm -hmm. And so um, this was sent to me. If if you've been on my Instagram at all, you've seen that... um, seamstress in florida sent this and so we can take some photos for the month of may and i've just worn this it's just so beautiful i wore it to the dmv today yeah like i'm not kidding they they made me take it off but i I was like (laughs) there's a chance that i could have my new driver's license photo you know what french hood and i'm gonna take that chance I don't see why you couldn't have worn it. It's not like a hat that, like, covers your face at no. all. Like you said, it's so scandalous. It, Maybe ugh. that's why you couldn't. They were and like, this pissed. is, like, not PG. Ugh, this this picture is too sexy. If I would have had a gable hood, they would have been like, okay, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a but, little more appropriate, but ugh. not the French hood. I this just love it so scandalous. much. I'm like... But a little, a little hard on myself sometimes. But I have just never felt more beautiful. You seriously like, glow. I do in, in this. this thing. Oh I swear god. to God, it's it feels just perfect. So right, it is. Ugh, it is. I so swear good. that like it just fits it's you. So I, I don't think I ever want to wear one because I think that I would be like, oh no, dear God, I know you're gonna wear one. Ugh. We have our Renfair dresses now, and they're beautiful. They're the Italian Renaissance and so pretty. Uh, a good slash and poof. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. But our next Renfair dresses are going to be Tudor ones. Yeah, okay, And, yeah. oh, I just, the Renfair is like our happy place anyways. And just the day that I'm going to look over at you and you're just going to have your little French hood on your little Tudor dress. And, oh, God, oh like gosh. the way, like my heart will just hit a new, yeah, like, we're just level unlocked. I'll you know? wear one anyways, even if it does not fit. I swear it like fits your face shape and everything and it just would oh, not suit nothing. mine, but it's okay. Fits my face shape. Like, only this, this does. does. That's yeah, like, wild. I swear to God. Of all things you want to fit your face <sighs> shape, though, it's this. No, I seriously love it. I I'm, I need... Now I know that, like, I need this first. Like, oh, when I get yeah. the dress commissioned. Like, I need the hood first. Oh, yeah. First. Invest in that first before so anything else. Walk around in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. But, um, yeah, anyways, God, let me um, let me read you a folktale. Oh, my gosh. I'm um, so excited. I fucking love folktale folk episodes. Folktales are so fun they're just so fun we've done nine of them i love them so much i love it so this one is called the elves and the shoemaker q q q yeah and it starts so folktalesy here we go there once was a shoemaker who worked very hard and was very honest but still he could not earn enough to live upon same (laughs) And at last, all he had in the world was gone, except just leather enough to make one pair of shoes. Oh, gosh. 
<sighs> then he cut them all ready to make up the next day, meaning to get up early in the morning to work. His conscience was clear and his heart was light amidst all his troubles. So he went peacefully to bed, left all his cares to heaven and fell asleep. Oh man, okay. Oh gosh. I'm nervous for him. In the morning, after he had said his prayers, he set himself down to his work. When, to his great wonder, there stood the shoes <gasps> already made upon oh. the table. Oh. The good man knew not what to say or think of this strange event. He looked at the workmanship. There was not one false stitch in the whole job. Damn. And all was so neat and true that it was a complete masterpiece. Someone's trying to put this man out of business. Oh, At least they're on his side. The same day a customer came in, and the shoes pleased him so well that he willingly paid a price higher than usual for them. Oh. And the poor shoemaker with the money bought leather enough to make two pairs more. Oh, you know that was like such oh, an investment, and he had to be was. so nervous. Like, what if this doesn't work out? What if this like, work out? Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, oh my gosh, rooting for him. In the evening, he cut out the work and went to bed early that he might get up and begin bedtimes. Be times, okay. The times next day, that's how it's spelled. Sure, okay. Um, but he was saved all the trouble for when he got up in the morning. The work was finished and ready to his hand. Presently, in came buyers who paid him handsomely for the goods, so that he bought leather enough for four <gasps> pairs more. Oh my gosh! He's I fighting. feel like his excitement's probably coming up now. Yeah. Like at first, like the leather for the two shoes, he's probably like, "Oh God!" Like two whole shoes. Like what if this doesn't work? But then, like the four oh pairs, he's probably like, "He's doubling." Oh, wow, this is like, oh my gosh, going well. I love this for him so much. He cut out the work again overnight and found it finished in the morning as before. Oh. So it went on for some time. And what he got, what was got ready in the evening was always done by daybreak. Oh. And the good man soon became thriving and prosperous again. Yay! Oh, it's just going to be all around happy, feel good. Oh my gosh. One evening about Christmas time, as he and his wife, he has a family. Oh. We're sitting over the fire chatting together. He said to her, I should like to sit up and watch tonight that we may see who it is that comes and does this work for me. No, don't. Don't, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't. don't do that. Don't Just, do it. Just like let, let the good thing be good. Oh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That is something we've learned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The wife liked the thought. Oh, man, she's enabling. So they left a light burning and hid themselves in the corner of no. the room behind a curtain that was hung up there and watched what should happen. No. No. What oh, if they man. don't come now? Oh, God. Okay. We have learned from a past episode, there was a donkey doing yep. all the work oh, for the this, little, these, this little servant boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when he finally was like, hey, donkey, like, thank you. That, that's so great. The donkey was like, great. Peace. I'm never coming back. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Don't gonna, do that. Just go be a donk. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't Just take the gift the oh, God. and stay so peacefully and blissfully ignorant yes. as to what's happening and just take the good thing for what Just it is. take the good thing for what it is. Oh, God. As soon as it was midnight, there came two little naked dwarves. Why are they naked? Because um, here's one. They have a picture. Oh, my god! His little beard covers his, his little naked oh. body. Oh, my God. 
He's just ahead with two little leggies coming yeah, out. Little, two little skinny, skinny leggies. No, he's very cute. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's kind of like how I'm shaped. I love that. There came two little naked dwarves. They sat themselves upon the shoemaker's bench, took up all the work that was cut out, and began to ply with their little fingers, stitching and wrapping and tapping away at such a rate that the shoemaker was all amazement and could not take his eyes off them for a moment. You are not this shape. <laughs> no, no. Oh, me? Yeah, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming back to that now. That threw me off. Yeah, God, sorry. Like, no, it's just like the little legs coming out. <laughs> now I just need a beard, and I'm like set. Oh my God, you'd be very cute with a beard. It's very cute. You'd be very cute with a beard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, it is like a little bit. Uh, no, I was gonna say it's a little bit how my toddler shaped, to be honest. But his thighs <laughs> go on for days. That boy, my god. So <laughs> no, never mind. He does not have these spindly little legs. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, this was a lot. But they're so cute. Okay, wait. Wait. Take his eyes off for a moment. Okay. Yes. Okay. The next day, the wife said to the shoemaker, "These little whites, whites, <laughs> W." W-I-G-H-T. Right. W-I-G-H-T-S. Okay. Sure. These little whites have made us rich, and we ought to be thankful for them. You should. And do them a good office in return. I love her. Okay. I am quite vexed to see them run about as they do. They have nothing upon their backs to keep Mm. off the cold. No, no, no. Listen. This is Dobby. This is Dobby. You give Dobby the sock, Dobby goes free. Oh, uh-oh. This is what this sounds like to me, is right? This They're where naked. It came from? Is this where it came from? I don't know, because you know the thing with Dobby. I know you're not a Harry Potter person, but no. uh, house elves in the Harry Potter universe are slaves. Yes. And they wear ratty little clothes that they have to wear always, and they never get new clothes. Mm-hmm. And when their master gives them new clothes, they're set free. Oh. And so Harry, like, sneaks a little sock and gives it to Dobby's master and then the master accidentally gives it to Dobby, therefore giving a Dobby sock, and then he's free. Okay. So, like, yeah. Master's giving Dobby a sock. Like, that's the whole thing. I have heard. I have yes, heard yes. the reference. Okay. Yeah, well. so this feels like Master gives Dobby the sock. This, the Dobby goes free. She's very concerned that they have nothing on their backs to keep off the cold. Not keep them warm, but keep the cold off. I, I do love that. I'll tell you what. I will make each of them a shirt. And a coat and a waistcoat and a pair of pantaloons. Into the bargain, do you make each of them a little pair of shoes? Fucking cute. Also, why do they not have their own shoes? They're so good at making shoes. They're very good at making it. They just, you know, don't want to come and make the shoes, then go. And they're very cute. You know, they're just, they have a tight, they're running on a tight schedule. They They have no time for shoes for themselves. And this guy keeps buying more and more leather. They, their work is piling up. Let's be clear. There's only two of them. Yeah. Oh, like, and they're working overtime. Like gracious. It was yeah. two shoes one night. Now, now it's four. Oh now God. it's God knows how many. A hundred. We're going to get up. Yeah. A thousand. We don't know. Oh, God. Well, this thought pleased the good shoemaker very much. And one evening, when all things were ready, they laid them on the table. And instead of the work that they used to cut out, they then went and hid themselves to watch what the little elves would do. 
About midnight they came in, and they were going to sit down to their work as usual. But when they saw the clothes laying for them, they laughed and were greatly delighted. Yay! Then they dressed themselves in the twinkling of an eye, and danced and capered and sprang about as merry as could be, till at last they danced out the door over the green and the shoemaker saw them no more. But everything went well with him from that time forward as long as he lived to the end. <laughs> okay. That is folk tales, man. Yeah. Why do they like... I guess... Like, we're done. Yeah, it's enough. over. Oh, man. Okay. Well, okay. So... Did it make it better so they... with the French hood? It did, actually. Like, I felt much more in the zone. I felt like this story was maybe not fancy enough. Yeah. For you and your French hood. I feel I like you got to wear it again. We got to do something fancy. I do. I, I'll, I will see if the next one comes back around. But, like, they're very cute. Now they got clothes and they run around and there they go. They're so okay. happy they just danced away. Dobby did get the sock. Dobby did go free. But it seems like that gave him good luck yeah oh yeah they set him up nicely and he's just doing good yeah it's very cute that they're dancing and laughing and that is so sweet but like freaking called it that is the weird thing to me it's like okay now he has to do all the work folktales are they trying to teach us like Hey, if someone's doing something nice for you, don't do something back. No, yeah, then just, just let peace them. out. Yeah, make yeah, them just think keep that making them do it. It's their fucking job to do this nice yeah. thing for you. No, like, very, why would I thank you? Very interesting. Very interesting. But weird moral. But okay, it we'll is. take it. Weird flex. Okay, mine Ugh. is why the sea is salt. God, I can't wait to listen to this with a French hood on. You're going to learn all about why the sea is salt, Ugh. but with a French hood on. I am. And that gives it a little extra like pizzazz. Sitting up straighter. Uh, you are. Get a little ankle cross. I swear to God, you're glowing. Ugh. Like, I am. even more so than when you were pregnant. You glowed then, you're glowing now. That was though. just sweat. This is, uh. this is like an inner. Oh, I literally glow. put on like way too much highlighter when I was pregnant, just so people would be like, you're glowing. And I'd be like, oh my God. Thank you. I don't know why. I just must be such a beautiful pregnant woman with no makeup on at all. Like wow. Anastasia Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, just like, just like dunking my face in yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even make that effort. I'm like, I'm not wasting makeup on my <laughs> on pregnant face. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm going to sweat it off, right? Like, Okay, why is the sea salt? I don't know. Interesting way to phrase it. Okay. Once upon a time, long, long ago, there were two brothers. Oh, oh, God. Always a couple of brothers. Well, now I'm scarred after the last fresh pot we did. If you're not on Patreon, get on it or don't. <laughs> that one was traumatizing, so <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oof. The rich one and the other poor. When Christmas Eve came, the poor one had not a bite in the house, either of meat or bread, so he went to his brother and begged him, in God's name, to give him something for Christmas Day. For the love of God, bro. Just a crust of bread, my guy. It was by no means the first time that the brother had been forced to give something to him, and he was not better pleased at being asked now than he generally was. If you do what I ask you, you shall have a whole ham, said he. The poor one immediately thanked him and promised this. Well, here's the ham, and now you must go straight to Dead Man's Hall, said the rich brother, throwing the ham to him. Just, like, chuck a ham at his brother. <laughs> How annoying. Well, here's, here's your fucking ham. Hit upside the head with the whole fucking ham <laughs> No, go to Dead Man's Hall, whatever the fuck that is, but it sounds ominous. Okay. 
Well, I will do what I have promised, said the other, and he took the ham and set off. Yeah, bye. Picked it up off the floor. I got your hams right here. With ham juice on the side of his face. Don't say ham juice. (laughs) Never say ham juice. (laughs) He went on and on for the live long day, and at nightfall he came to a place where there was a bright light. I have no doubt this is the place, thought the man with the ham. <laughs> the man with the ham. That's like who the credits rolls, like man with ham. <laughs> this is very Monty Python in the Holy Grail. I've always like wanted trainer. to be like a character like that in a movie. You oh know, just my like gosh. girl with ham. Yeah, girl with ham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Like that Maddie Shrevet. Yep. <laughs> so no doubt this is a place, man with a ham. An old man with a long white beard was standing in the outhouse chopping Yule logs. Oh, good evening. Said the man with the ham. (laughs) That needs to be on a shirt. The man with the the ham. ham. Oh my gosh. I will. Let's see if he's a good person because I would love to be the man with the ham. Yeah. Good evening to you. Where are you going at this late hour? Said the man. I'm going to Dead Man's Hall. If only I am on the right track, answered the poor man. Oh, yes, you are right enough, for it is here, said the old man. Oh, shit. Well. Wow. When you get inside, they will all want to buy your ham. Oh. He just has not eaten the ham. He's just... (laughs) Just carrying it on with him. What is going on with this ham? He's the man with the ham. Don't worry. For they all don't get much meat to eat there, but you must not sell it unless you can get the hand mill which stands behind the door for it. When you come out again, I will teach you how to stop the hand mill, which is useful for almost everything. What the fuck is a hand mill? What's a hand mill? Why is he... So he's going in there and everyone's going to be like, I want to buy your ham. And he's going to be like, no, and look behind the door and grab a... Are you going to pick it up? And grab (laughs) a mill and and dip? Yeah. And still don't eat the ham. Oh, it's one of those things. And it it has the... Ooh, and the little thing on top. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, so it is a, for grinding products with high moisture content. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Back it okay. up. Yeah, get that hand mill. Learn right. how to use it. Seems weird. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little odd that that's super this necessary. This whole thing's weird. Why'd you just have to carry this ham with you? Why is he carrying that? Why didn't you just eat the ham? Yeah. So the man with the ham thanked the other for his good <laughs> advice and rapped at the door. When he got in, everything happened just as the old man had said it would. Mm-hmm. All the people, great and small, came round him like ants on an anthill, and each tried to outbid the other for the ham. I'm like, I'm going to need that ham. I will take, I will give you. I will give you three guineas three for this guineas ham. Four, four, my man, I for the ham. We never get meat. Hand and for the ham. I will give you this hand mill from behind the door. By rights, my old woman and I ought to have it for our Christmas dinner, but since you've set your hearts upon it, I must give it up to you, said the man. No, how are you going to be the man with the ham? If Very you have clear ham. instructions, man with the ham. Oh now you're God. no longer man with the ham. Who are you anymore? Like, Do we even know? No, Do you not even know? Do you even have an identity? No, it's just a fucking man like everyone else. The man. Jesus. Now this other guy's the man with the ham. Yeah, him and his wife. She's the lady with the ham. Wow. But if I sell it, I will have the hand mill, which is standing there behind the door. 
At first they would not hear this and haggled and bargained with the man, but he stuck to what he'd said, and the people were forced to give him the handmill. When the man came out again into the yard, he asked the old woodcutter how he was to stop the handmill, and when he had learnt that, he thanked him and set off home with all the speed he could, but did not get there until after the clock had struck twelve on Christmas Eve. What the fuck? Wait, how to stop the handmill from what? It's just milling on its own? It's just sitting there like the thing. Fuck if I know. Also, I really am curious to how brother's going to feel that like he gave up. Also, what was the point? Did did he not just give up the ham? I was going to say, does he still have the ham? Or they It sounded bought like it he gave it milk? up. Like, hey, tell me where the hand mill is and I'll give you this ham. Yeah. But I... if I sell it, I will have the hand mill, which is standing there behind the door. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up his ham. He said. So now was what was the point? not to. <sighs> Oh my god. Step one of folktales follow directions. They never do. They never do. Fucking hell. Okay, but he did not get there until after the clock had struck 12 on Christmas Eve. Oh god. But where in the world have you been, said the old woman. Who's the old woman? (laughs) I don't know. Here I have sat waiting an hour after hour and have not even had two sticks to lay across each other under the Christmas porch pot. Oh, maybe this is his wife. Oh, okay. Fucking rude. The old woman. Yeah. Oh, I could not come before. I had something of importance to see about and a long way to go to. But now you shall just see, said the man. And then he set the hand mill on the table and bade it first grind light, then a tablecloth. Oh, what? It's grinding light. Then it ground a tablecloth and then meat and beer and everything else that was good for Christmas Eve supper. And the mill ground all that he ordered. It's like grinding out things. Oh, you're like opening the door and this stuff is coming it's out. Like, here's a you're, tablecloth. You're grinding it and it's you're grinding nothing and shit's coming out. Okay. Bless That's me. Nice. Yeah. Pretty convenient. Guess you don't need the ham. I guess not. Now you're the man with the hand mill, but that doesn't sound as cool. Yeah. Bless me, said the old woman, as one thing after another appeared and she wanted to know where her husband had got the mill from, but he would not tell her that. It doesn't matter. Mm, he doesn't trust you. Never mind where I got it. You can see that it is a good one, and the water it tur- that turns it will never freeze. No, so he so ground easy. meat and drink and all good things to at last Christmas tide, and on the third day he invited all his friends to come to a feast. Now when the rich brother saw all that there was... For at the banquet and in the house, he was both vexed and angry, for he grudged everything his brother had. He his brother sent was him fucking there. Nothing. Also, yeah. Why did he tell him to go there? You would assume he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. What did was he think he was going to, like, die? Gonna yeah, he just thought that, like, these people were going to buy the ham and be like, oh, I gave you a ham. And now you don't have the ham. Yeah, like, I, I would also like to note that in this book I am reading currently, there is an illustration okay. on the previous page. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the devil and a bunch of demons talking to a man. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Satan's is that a part of this book? Like, we're fairly close to being done. So I don't know what this is about. Okay. Oh, I don't know. All right. On Christmas Eve, he was so poor that he came to me and begged for a trifle for God's sake. And now he gives a feast as if he were both a count and a king, thought he. But for heaven's sakes, tell me where you got your riches from. He said to his brother, from behind the door, said he who owned the mill, for he did not choose to satisfy his brother on that point. But later in the evening, when he had taken a drop too much, oh, he getting drunk, he could not refrain from telling how 
how he had come by the handmill. It's the meat, it'll get you. Yep, it really is. There you see what has brought me all my wealth, said he, and brought out the mill, and made it grind first one thing and then another. And when the brother saw that, he insisted on having the mill, and after a great deal of persuasion, got it. But he had to give $300 for it, and the poor brother was to keep it till... The haymaking was over, for he thought, if I keep it as long as that, I can make it grind meat and drink that will last many a long year. Just give him money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then you can okay, buy was... yeah. meat and drink. I was going to, like, go into this and, like, there, it, there's no point. So I'm like, the brother was, like, annoyed that he was poor and that he had to give him stuff. And so then he sent him on this mission. But I guess he did not know what was... He was just, like, trying to inconvenience. I don't fucking get that right? at all. Yeah, why'd you send him and there like, at all, now brother? you're like, oh, my God, now you're rich? That bugs me. And, like, I, I don't know. I don't brother's know. very confusing. What an enigma a rich brother is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, every time there's brothers, man. They're all, there's always one of them that throws brothers. you for a loop. During that time, you may imagine that the mill did not grow rusty and that when hay harvest came to the rich came, the rich brother got it. But the other had taken good care not to teach him how to stop it. Okay, it it is magic. It just goes on its own, I guess. Okay. It was evening when the rich man got the mill home. And in the morning, he bade the old woman go out and spread the hay after the mowers. And he would attend to the horse himself that day, he said. So when dinner time grew near, drew near, he set the mill on the kitchen table and said, Grind herrings and milk pottage and do both quickly and well. Okay. Be fucking nice to the mill, my guy. Please? Yeah. Jesus. So the mill began to grind herrings and milk pottage. What is milk pottage? I never want to know what milk pottage is. Oh, ew. I feel like I'm picturing it. Don't you hit me with milk pottage when I'm wearing a French hood. I'm imagining like cottage i am too i love cottage but like thick hot cottage oh wow okay oh huh Mm -mm. no no it's like oatmeal oh okay that's what i was picturing if it has oh that's fine it has the word milk in it pottage is a type of vegetable stew or a porridge just made up of the ingredients on hand the main components were vegetables like carrots cabbage turnips rutabagas variety of grains in a milk or broth stew so oh, it, well, i guess i like a cream soup yeah see that's okay, okay. That's, yeah, that's manageable fine. that that's was fine. way better than i thought it was gonna be okay yeah. and i like milk okay <clears throat> some herring as well throw and that some in. lots of herring and quickly yeah my god Throw the fuck up yep and and first all the dishes and tubs were filled and then it came out all over on the kitchen floor The man twisted and turned it and did all he could to make the mill stop. But howsoever, he turned it and screwed it. The mill went on grinding. (laughs) And in a short time, the pottage rose so high that the man was like to be drowned. (laughs) So he threw open the parlor door, but it was not long before the mill had ground the parlor full too. (laughs) And it, oh my gosh, it's so much stew. Not so much. And it was with difficulty and danger that the man could go through the stream of pottage and get hold of the door latch. When he got the door open, he did not stay long in the room, but ran out. And the herrings and pottage came after him. Ah! And it streamed out over both farm and field. Oh, God. Now the old woman who is spreading the hay. Gosh, both wives are referred to as 
the old woman. This rough. is really rude. Yeah. Who was out spreading the hay, began to think dinner was long in coming, and said to the women and mowers, Though the master does not call us home, we may as well go. It may be that he finds he is not good at making pottage, and I shall do well to help him. So they began to straggle homeward, but when they had gotten a little way up the hill, they met the herrings and pottage and bread. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hey, herrings and pottage and bread. All pouring forth and winding about one over the other, and the man himself in front of the flood. Oh, God. Would to heaven that each of you had a hundred stomachs. <laughs> Take care that you are not drowned in the pottage. Oh, God. He cried as he went by them as if mischief <laughs> were at his heels down to where his brother dwelt. Then he begged him for God's sake to take the mill back again. And that in an instant... For said he, if it grinds one hour more, the whole district will be destroyed by herrings and pottage. Oh, God. But the brother would not take it until the other paid him $300 and that he was obliged to do. Now the poor brother had both the money and the mill again. The end. So, oh. it was not long before he had a farmhouse much finer Oh. That in which his brother lived, but the mill ground him so much money that he covered it with plates of gold. Damn. And the farmhouse lay close by the seashore. So it this is about why the sea was salt. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I keep forgetting that. All right. It noonded there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we sometimes forget what the what the title is. Yep, yep. Because folktales like to go rogue. Oh um, my gosh. Okay. I figured it out. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, the farmhouse lay close by the seashore, uh-huh. so it shone and glittered far out to sea. Everyone who sailed by there now had to be put in to visit the rich man in the gold farmhouse, and everyone wanted to see the wonderful mill, for the reports of it spread far and wide, and there was no one who had not heard tell of it. After a long, long time came also a skipper who wished to see the mill. He asked if it could make salt. No. Uh-huh. Yes, it could make salt, said he who owned it. And when the skipper heard that, he wished with all his might and main to have the mill, let it cost whatever it might. For he thought if he had it, he would get off having to sail far away over the perilous sea for frights of salt. Oh, Oh, he just doesn't want to like have to. Yeah, dangerous work work. was dangerous work, too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely fair. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. yeah. Yeah. At first, the man would not hear of parting with it, but the skipper begged and prayed, and at last the man sold it to him and got many, many thousand dollars for it. When the skipper had got the mill on his back, he did not stay there long, for he was so afraid the man would change his mind. But he had no time to ask how he was to stop it grinding, but got on board his ship as fast as he could classic mistake classic mistake when he had gone a little way out to sea he took the mill on deck grind salt and grind both quickly and well people be nice to this poor little mill seriously yeah it's doing its best it's doing a great job great job it's not your fault you didn't read the instructions it gets no lunch breaks Uh uh-uh it's It's grinding so the mill began to grind salt till it sprouted out like water and when the skipper had got the ship filled he wanted to stop the mill but whichsoever way he turned it and however so much he tried, it went on grinding. And the heap of salt grew higher and higher until at last the ship sank. Yeah. There lies the mill at the bottom of the sea and still day by day it grinds on. And that is why the sea is salt. The end? The end. All right. 
that. I like it that really too. came back around in a great way. It did. And that's, I love a cute little story of like, here's why something that we always have known to be true is the way it is. And there's a cute little story behind it. Yeah. Like, why is the sea salty? Now we all know. The, we know why the sea is salty. The magic mill. Yeah. Okay. Do, you have, do you have another one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. It hit me. Um, it's called the turnip, which I um, adorable. <laughs> yeah, I do think. Um, I'll go on record and say I do think a turnip is the cutest vegetable. It really is, and also just turnip is turnip. like a cute it's word. A little turnip. I do think pickle is a very cute word. Pickle. Is I have cute. been telling my toddler to say instead of like "thank you, mommy" or like "please, mommy," he's been saying "thank you, pickle." Thank you, Pickle. He started saying it on his own, and now I've just been encouraging it like ah. crazy because it's adorable. Like, did you pickle? Yeah, like, pickle. why? Yeah. Why are we all pickle? I yeah. love it so much. You're welcome. But turnip. Turnip's pickle. for sure the cutest. I love for it. sure. Turnip. Okay. Uh-oh. There were two oh. brothers. Oh, are you? Oh, God. They were both soldiers. Okay. One is something, and one is the other, right? One is rich, the other poor. Look at that. The poor man thought that he would try to better himself. Same. So, pulling off his red coat, he became a gardener and okay. dug his ground well and sowed turnips. Ah, we're getting right into it. Cute. When the seed came up, there was one plant bigger than all the rest, and it kept getting larger and larger, and it seemed as if it would never cease growing, so it might have been called the Prince of Turnips. Ah. Oh my god, that's such a good band name. <laughs> oh, Prince of Turnips. For there never was such a one seen before and never will be seen again. Wow. I know. Never again. Never again. At last it was so big that it filled a cart and two oxen could hardly draw it. And the gardener knew not what in the world to do with it, nor whether it would be a blessing or a curse to him. What, what foods do you make with a turnip? A turnip salad? I have no Are you clue. just going to have so many turnip salads? Is turnip like a root? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I know. don't typically eat a turnip. Yeah. It's yeah, not I my go-to know. veggie. It's, I, 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 it's cute. It's adorable, though. Um, is this one going to be a blessing or a curse? We don't know. Uh, one day, he said to himself, what shall I do with it? If I sell it, it will bring no more than another. And for eating, the little turnips are better than this. And the best thing, perhaps, is to carry it and give it to the king as a mark of respect. That's actually a fantastic idea. Because, yeah, like, eating that is going to be real rough. It does make more sense to just eat your to little eat turnips. eat the small turnips, yeah. Yeah, like, give it to the king. Get yeah, some like, good rapport going. And, like, if I sell it, like, it's so, who's going to want this giant fucking turnip? Like, it's it's just going to keep getting what the fuck. So, exactly, yeah, give it to the yeah. king. The, the, like... The, I don't think the demand for ginormous turnips is, like, super high. Yeah, no. This is a great, this is a good plan. I love this plan. I feel good about it. Wait, remind me. Is this the poor brother? Yes. The poor soldier? Okay. Yep, the poor one was hoping to better himself. Right, we'll right, see right. if the other one even comes back into play. <laughs> Probably not. Honestly, yeah. Um, then he yoked his oxen and drew the turnip to the court and gave it to the king. What a wonderful thing, said the king. I have seen many strange things, but yet such a monster as this I never saw. Where did you get the seed? Or is it or is it only your good luck? If so, you are a true child of fortune. Ah, no, answered the gardener. I am no child of fortune. I am a poor soldier who never could get enough to live upon. So I laid aside my red coat and set to work tilling the ground. I have a brother who is rich. Brother came back. 
And your majesty knows him well. And all the world knows him. But because I am poor, everybody forgets me. Oh, Poor guy. The king took pity on him and said, You shall be poor no longer. I will give you so much that you shall never... Oh, that you shall be even richer than your brother. Oh. Then he gave him gold and lands and flocks and made him so rich that his brother's fortune could not all be compared with his. <laughs> suck a dick, brother. Suck a dick, brother. Suck my dick and balls. <laughs> when the brother heard of all of this and how the turnip had made the gardener so rich, he envied him sorely. Oh, he's so jealous. He's jealous. Why are the rich ones the jealous ones? I don't know. Like, just you keep are the ones being that rich. fortune shined upon for years saying, and years and years. You just don't, keep being comfortable yeah you don't have to try you're already doing it yeah like you had a head start here also be thankful i just like am so used to like you know social class back in the day that like typically family members were all around the same level of wealthy that it's like really wild to me that we've got two stories in a row where it's like one's really rich (laughs) and one's really poor and like like, these two had like the same profession yeah, what like what, what was what was Rich Brother doing differently? I'd have have I have no clue. Apparently not much better because poor brother's making giant turnips. I know just it. Just out of luck. God, okay. Uh, he envied him sorely. Oh god. He bethought himself how he could contrive to get the same good fortune for himself. However, he determined to manage more cleverly than his brother, and he got together a rich present of gold and fine horses for the king. And thought he must have had a much larger gift in return. For if his brother had received so much for only a turnip, what must his present be worth? No. He's missing the point. The king took the gift very graciously and said he knew not what to give him in return more valuable and wonderful than the great turnip. (laughs) Oh my god. So the soldier was forced to put it in the cart and drag it home with him. He oh got the fucking turnip. My god, he was cursed with the turnip. He got the turnip. When he I <laughs> love this so much. I also love this king. Yeah. He oh, is yeah. a vengeful little bitch. Yeah. He's like, oh, your brother's man. richer. We'll fucking show him. Oh, yeah. Well, what could match this than this turnip? Yeah. Here? Also, if someone went out of their way to drag a turnip that could not be carried hardly by two oxen yeah. all the way to my kingdom, I would be like, you're the best. I'm probably not going to eat this turnip i'm probably gonna pawn it off on your annoying brother but like wow yeah you're the salt of the earth kind of person so good it's Mm -hmm. so good oh god and he's like really mad about it too when he reached home he knew not upon whom to vent his rage and spite and at length wicked thoughts came into his head and he resolved to kill his brother oh my god yep okay well yeah over Um, a turnip yes Okay, he's going to kill his brother. Um, so he hired some villains to murder him because he's too much of a fucking coward to do it himself. And having shown them where to lie in ambush, oh my God, and they're going to ambush him. I hate this now. Having shown them where to lie in ambush, he went to his brother and said, Dear brother, oh, fuck off, dear brother. I have found a hidden treasure. Let us go and dig it up and share it between us. He doesn't need your fucking treasure. The other had no suspicion of his roguery. So they went out together, and as they were traveling along, their murderers rushed out upon him, bound him, or were going to hang him on a tree. Fuck! Oh, this is, shit! This is a little more intense than most of our yeah our folk tales. Oh my goodness, let me secure my French hood. <laughs> Better. But whilst they were getting all ready, 
they heard the trampling of a horse at the distance, which so frightened them that they pushed the prisoner... Which so frightened them that they pushed their prisoner neck and shoulders. Is that a typo? Not in Grimm's. That they pushed their prisoner neck and shoulders into the sack and swung him. It should be prisoner's neck, right? No. It Maybe can't just be. grimmer of the time. Yeah. You know? Uh, their prisoner neck and shoulders together into a sack and swung him up by the cord to the tree where they left him dangling and ran away. They just put him in a sack? You put him in. That seems really difficult. It seems like it. You could have just hung him. Yeah, like you're gonna shove him into a sack and then hang the sack in the tree. Like, why didn't she just hang him and run away really quick? Like, I'm glad they didn't. Like, this is like a very difficult process to shove a grown man. Yeah, they into a sack by the neck and the shoulders, shoved him in a sack, and then got the whole sack up in in a tree. Which I guess fine, you hoisted sack in a tree, but you could have just hung him. Did it say how many men were in on this plot? Because that like is again seems very difficult. Yeah, no, he just said he hired some villains. This is also a strong sack. It's like it's holding the weight of a whole ass grown man just hanging. Yeah, you know. I mean, yep. This is. Weird. They left him dangling in the sack and they ran away. I I say again, cowards. Oh, Um, yeah. Meantime, he worked and worked away till he made a hole large enough to put out his head. Yeah. (laughs) A little hug. (laughs) Poking out. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, anyone out there? Just like, (laughs) oh, man. It didn't look as glamorous as this, though, because he didn't have a French head. He wasn't wearing a French head. Are you kidding me? Uh, when the horseman came up, he proved to be a student, a merry fellow who was journeying, journeying along on his nag and singing as he went. I've never Shoot. heard a horse called a nag before. But really? Huh. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. heard. Very cute. As soon as the man in the sack saw him passing under the tree, he cried out, Oh, good morning. Good morning to thee, my friends. This is casual, super casual situation. (laughs) The student looked about everywhere and seeing no one and not knowing where the voice came from, cried out, Who calls me? Oh my god. (laughs) The man of the tree answered, Lift up thine eyes, for behold, I sit here in the sack of wisdom. (laughs) Wait. Wait. (laughs) Why is it a sack of wisdom? I don't know. Also just like, (laughs) I am in a tree. (laughs) I'm in a sack. Behold! For behold, I sit here in the sack of wisdom. Just his head poking out. Sack of wisdom. Like, I, here's what I'm going to do. I am committing to this right here, right now, is yeah. that the picture we post on Instagram, the main picture, yeah. is going to be a crude drawing that I have done okay. of the man. You have to do it now. With his head poking out of the yeah. sack, hanging yeah. from a tree. Oh, I'm stoked on this now. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm absolutely doing this and it's not going to be cute and it's going to be amazing. Oh my God, you have until Wednesday. I got it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do it like when I get home. Oh my God. We're going to so get home excited. at like 1 a.m. and I'm going to be sitting there with a little Sharpie and my notebook. And oh just, like, my God. This whole paragraph is what the guy in the bag is getting ready to say. He's going to, like, have a whole little monologue here. Okay, oh, take you need note to, of like, this. This needs to be really theatrical, Maddie. I need you to be very theatrical. Okay. You're wearing a French hood. Lift up thine eyes, for behold, I sit in the sack of wisdom. Here have I, in a short time, learned great and wondrous things. It is a sack of wisdom. It is. Compared to the seats... 
All the learning of the schools is as empty as air. Wow. Whoa, this is a very oh. wise act. Oh, I know, I know. A little longer, and I shall know all that men can know. Whoa. And shall come forth wiser than the wisest of mankind. Wiser than Solomon. Oh, my God. This is confidence. Mm-hmm. Here I discern the signs and motions of the heavens and the stars, the laws that control the winds, the numbers of the sand on the seashore, the healing of the sick, the virtue of all simples of birds of precious stones. Wert, W-E-R-T, wert thou, but once here, my friend, thou wouldst feel and own the power of knowledge. My guy has been in this sack. (laughs) Were there drugs in this sack? He was literally in this sack for like a couple minutes because they threw him in the sack after they heard this guy on the horse riding Oh my God, yeah. So he's full of shit. I love the brother. I love this guy. Oh my gosh. The student listened to all of this and wondered much. Yeah. Uh-huh. At last he said, Blessed be the day and hour when I found you. Cannot you contrive to let me into the sack for a little while? Why did you just have him cut the sack down? No one has to be in the sack. Like, he could have just cut the sack down. But he's going to learn more than anyone on the earth ever knew, ever, 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 if he just stays in the sack just a teeny tiny bit longer. Jesus Christ. And then here comes Sack Man, and he's playing the game. The other answered, as if I'm very unwilling. A little space I may allow thee to sit here, if thou wilt reward me well and entreat me kindly. But thou must tarry yet an hour below, till I have learnt some little matters that are yet unknown to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, okay, so to reiterate, yeah. this guy's like, hey, I want to be in the sack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, can you make some room? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, but like, wait an hour, because I have more to learn. It's like, why'd you even poke your head out and like, say literally anything, brother? Yeah, why didn't you just sit in your sit. sack? <laughs> why? He's poking his head out this entire time. Hello. Like, like, <laughs> like, if I were the dude with my nag, I would have been like, oh, oh, he is unwell. Yeah, it's not your sack of wisdom, bud. Is that what <laughs> they told great. you? Is there someone I can call for you? Yeah. Can I call your brother? <laughs> oh, man. So the student sat himself down and waited a while. But the time hung heavy upon him, and he begged earnestly that he might ascend forthwith, for his thirst of knowledge was great. And thank God that he was able to stick his head out of the sack and see that this guy was a student. And, like, just be like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll say it's a sack of wisdom, and then he's going to switch me. He's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I am having the worst time in organic chem. I am just, if I get in the sack of wisdom. I just, like. I'm going to ace it. I'm going to be the only person in the history of ever who got an A in organic chem. I just feel like he could have just cut you down. No, he needs to be in the sack of wisdom. I mean, yeah, Doug. Maybe it's true. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe he's going to be the smartest ever. But again, if he were the smartest ever, why'd he even like talk to the student at all? I don't know. Why is he be inconveniencing him, making him sit there for so long? No, and now he's like, he's still playing the game. Yeah. Okay. okay so he's the students begging to get in the sack. And then the other pretended to give way and said, Oh, thou must let the sack of wisdom descend by untying yonder cord. 
and then thou shalt enter. <laughs> so the student let him down, opened the sack, and sent him free. Now then, he cried, let me ascend quickly. As he began to put himself into the sack heels first. Um, yeah, I know, wait, I think, I, I wait. Think I just got it too. Uh-oh. Oh, is this a trap? Uh-oh. As he began to put himself into the sack heels first. Wait a while, said the gardener. That is not the way. <gasps> then he pushed him in head first, tied up the sack, and soon swung up the searcher after wisdom, dangling in the air. How is it with thee, friend? said he. Dost thou feel that wisdom come unto thee? No, because this is a fucking trap. Well, rest there in peace till thou art wiser than thou ever were. What a dick. He's going to get killed. The people are going to come back. And this is this was this was a trap. This was a trap because he's putting him in the sack. And he's going to put him up there. And then the people are going to come back and they're going to think it's the brother. And they're going to be like, okay, time to finish their job. And they're going to kill this poor student. Instead, it's the brother. And the brother is a dick. Both brothers. So saying, he trotted off on the student's nag and left the poor fellow and to gather. And he took his fucking... He took his horse. And he left the poor fellow to gather wisdom till somebody should come and let him down the end. <laughs> what the fuck? I started this episode saying, I love folktales. What the fuck are folktales? <laughs> Brothers Grimm, are you guys good? <laughs> so, yep. I just thought there was a much deeper plot. I was going with where you were going. I was totally right there. And then yeah. I was like just blankly staring at that last sentence. You're like, there's and... like nothing left here. Yep. But that's Dear we we both God. like came up with the same conclusion at yeah, the same time. And, we were and we're both just, just so very wrong. wrong. Yep. What the fuck? What was that? I love folk tales. Oh my god, I do too, but like, what a ride. Oh, okay, here we go. Cuts all will never die. Cuts all was a brave boy, son of the powerful chief of a Kicha. Kicha. Kicha tribe. He was admired and loved by all. Great deeds were expected of him. Since the day of his birth, they had noted in the Cuts all many signs of predestined greatness. Wow. When the young man came of age and could participate in all the affairs of the Kicha warriors, the tribe gathered in the great clearing of the woods to celebrate the occasion. This is very Kamehameha-esque. It is. First, the musicians played their drums, afterwards their flutes, and later their marambas. Then came the long-awaited moment when the destiny of the Kutzal would be made known. In the midst of the expectant silence the oldest soothsayer got up from his seat behind the coral colored tree slowly and with dignity he drew the coral colored seeds around himself he studied them for a few moments somewhat perplexed and filled with wonder finally he announced clearly and firmly your destiny is decided cuts all you will never die you will live eternally among the generations of keeches 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 i already forgot keeches Keeches. (laughs) Keeches. It's just going to be a thing. All the people gathered there were puzzled by that prophecy, and the admiration and enthusiasm that they had for Cutsall increased even more. But not everyone in the tribe loved the boy. There was one person who was bothered by the success. Ugh. I have to be fucking bothered. Yep. It was 
Churuma, the brother of the tribal chief. Churuma was almost as young as Quetzal, and he had dreamed all his life of being chief. But now, after listening to the prophecy of the soothsayer, yeah. how could he fulfill his ambition? It was not to be doubted that Quetzal, admired by all and considered almost a god, would be the chief of the tribe on the death of his father. Yeah, that sucks. That yeah, sucks for you, that's, dude. That's life. But... Maybe you try to be Quetzal's best friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all you got. Yeah, you got to play the game, buddy. Shortly after the ceremony, in honor of Quetzal, he and the other young men of his age fought a battle against an enemy from the south. Oh, wow. Chiruma took advantage of the occasion to keep Quetzal in plain sight. He was perplexed on noticing that the arrows which flew around the young man never wounded him. Could the prophecy made by the soothsayer be true? But no, that was impossible. How could Quetzal live generation after generation? Suddenly, Chiruma had an idea. Now I know, he thought. I know why death respects Quetzal. He has some powerful amulet that protects him, and I'm going to take it from him when he is asleep. That's All quite right. the conclusion. Yeah. That same night, when Quetzal was sleeping soundly on his mat, Charuma approached with silent steps. He looked at Quetzal's chest. The amulet was not there. He was well, about to leave when you he's... did make you did make it up. A huge conclusion. So yep. yeah. So he had to admit that it may not be true. He was about to leave when he saw a hummingbird's feather at the head of the mat where the young man was sleeping. Truma did not doubt for a moment that this is what he was looking for. Just like a feather. <laughs> we went like, from an ambulance to a feather. I, I really love like the idea that it may just be like a rogue feather that just like happened to fall there. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess it must be this thing. It's this. It's for place. sure this. As carefully as possible, he took the bright feather as he smiled happily. Then he remembered what the soothsayer. Can I just say I love the word soothsayer. Soothsayer. The soothsayer. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah had said when Quetzal was born that the hummingbird was the sign of the boy's good luck. Okay. Some time passed, and the chief died. Oh. Immediately, the elders elected Quetzal as their new chief. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We saw that coming. Yeah. Truma, of course, did not allow his anger to show. He was sure that very soon the new chief, without his powerful amulet, could be conquered. Again, big conclusion conclusion to jump to my guy yeah Um, we're back to the amulet thing yeah yeah uh one afternoon Quetzal, the new chief was walking alone through the forest armed with his bows and arrows suddenly a beautiful hummingbird flew down from a tree and fearlessly perched on his shoulder (gasps) he talks to him what listen to me Quetzal. i am your protector and i care to caution you that your death is pursuing you guard yourself from a certain man from which man am I to guard myself, beautiful hummingbird? I love that he like is like, you need to know, you cute. Yeah. <laughs> You're a beautiful little hummingbird. Yeah. <laughs> Asked the young man. It's never, he doesn't have too little time for compliments. Yeah. 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 You got to tell me beautiful. Yeah. But the bird did not say one more word. Why though? You know, this is giving me anxiety. We're almost done oh, with this story. God. After looking at Quetzal for a few moments, he took flight and disappeared. The young man did not understand and continued on his way. Oh, God. Suddenly, he heard a sharp whistling sound, and an arrow pierced him in the chest. (laughs) These ones are usually so cute and lovely and sweet and wonderful. He fell down on the green grass and closed his eyes ready to die. But the gods had predicted his immortality. And at that moment, Quetzal was changed into a beautiful bird. 
His body took on the green color of the grass upon which he had fallen, and his chest the color of blood. The golden sun, the afternoon painted his long tail with a great variety of colors. He's a sweet hummingbird. For many centuries, the Quetzal had been considered a sacred bird, which even today, no one is allowed to hunt. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, what? Guatemala has honored this beautiful bird by including its image on the national coat of arms. The currency of the country is also called Quetzal. What? So as the soothsayer had predicted and as the gods wished it, the young and brave chief lives and will live forever in the country of the Maya Quiche peoples. These ones are always so fucking cute and it really seemed like it wasn't gonna be it really seemed like that one was gonna be really really sad for a second there and that one was really fucking cute i'm looking up this bird i'm i'm dying to know now oh now you get to draw a picture of a guy with a head sticking out of a bag and we get to post this bird i was going to say oh now i'm like regretting saying that because i want the first picture to be of this bird oh my god it's so pretty it's gorgeous oh is it is this podcast making me like birds? Like I've no, always hated birds, bird and people. now I'm like very pro emu. Here, what do you? What? How do you spell it? Oh I'm yeah, I have, it'd be hard to like flip this around. Huh? Um, Q U. Oh Q U. E T Z A L, and then put bird because there's like another. But it really is like green and red. Like it is. Stunningly beautiful. Look at that long, long tail. I was just going to say the two long, long feathers. Like, it looks like a green phoenix. Like a green tiny phoenix. Okay, Okay. that one's really cute. That one's a little chunky, baby. Yeah, no, it does look like a phoenix with the long tails. Are Cutzel's my favorite bird or are emus? What do I do? It's really, really hard. Where do I go from here? Where do we go from here? So many voices ringing in my ear. Um, and no one knows that movie, and it breaks my heart. Did yep. you ever watch the second Pocahontas movie? My parents I... did not own the VCR for the first Pocahontas for many years, and uh-huh. we just had the second one. I, I saw the second one at one time. Okay. Yeah, I think I Pocahontas 2 was when I learned at, like, at a young age. I don't feel this way anymore, but I was like, hmm, don't think I'm a sequel person. Give me... Pocahontas. <laughs> you know I what? Want it back. Yep, that's absolutely fair. However, Pocahontas 2 is what made me fall in love with a good old hoop skirt because there's a whole scene where she gets into a corset with this big old hoop skirt and then they flutter the dress over the hoop skirt and I was oh. like, I love that. Yeah. And, and that's when it all started. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and then there was also a scene that was very like Mulan-esque you know that scene in Mulan that's so satisfying when she takes her sleeve and wipes off half of her makeup so perfectly like what kind of micellar water is your sleeve doused in my girl oh so nice but there's like a scene like that in that too Mm -hmm. where she like takes pond water and just like oh god yes just like melts right off yes and I simultaneously wish that I could do that and also do not because I don't want my makeup to come off that easily yeah yeah, the but Milani like when I do want it to come, let it happen. right? But yeah, but I'm, when I do want it to come off, I want it to just like. Yeah, I love not wearing makeup. Like I love 
Yeah. yeah. I've been having a lot of motions <laughs> this entire episode and I keep putting my hands on my face and then I like hate that feeling because I have like actual foundation on right now. Yeah, no, I bugging me. Take this off. Yeah. No, doing? that's what we're gonna do. We're getting out of here. We're gonna go take our makeup off. Yeah. Ew. That's not true. I sleep in my makeup. I'm a I'm a gremlin of a human oh, being. Oh gosh, I cannot like sleep no, in my makeup. I like I start like I don't know. It's not healthy i like i i like picture like my pores like opening up and then like sucking it down then like closing back no. over it and, like my none of this is no, see that's absolutely fair though it's really bad for your skin i'm just a lazy bitch but you know something i've realized recently is i feel like most people most women especially like sit in two camps you are either the type of woman who you could like spend many hours a day in PJs. Like you don't necessarily like have to get up and take a shower and get ready in the morning and put on makeup, but then you need to wash your face before you go to bed. Or you're me who I have to get up in the morning. I have to take a shower. I have to get ready. I literally cannot function until I've had a shower and gotten dressed for the day. I can't like, I I feel so gross, but then I don't wash my face at night. Which is probably why I feel so gross in the morning. I like I need I need the shower. That's the only thing I have to have a shower in the morning. I wake up and I take the shower and then I put on like comfy clothes. (laughs) And like and then if I have to leave the house, I'll put on real clothes. And then if I come back and I'm gonna be home for like a couple hours before I leave again, I will come back home and put on comfy clothes and straight up change back out of them again. We were just having a whole discussion (laughs) about this. I uh, my brother is the same exact way. My sister-in-law was saying, "Ugh, your brother's the same way. Is like, my brother will come home in his scrubs because he's a physician assistant at the hospital. And he will come home, change out of his scrubs, and change into jeans. And I was like, yep, <gasps> absolutely. I oh, would do that too. I will fall asleep no. in jeans. I oh. do not change into PJs until I am going to sleep. Oh, okay. I yep. am in the clothes that I wear all day wow. until I'm like, nope, it's time to go to bed. And then I change and I get in my bed and I fall asleep. Wow. I yeah. know. It's weird. But then I don't wash my face. It's a really weird, really weird thing. I really wish I did. I'm just lazy as shit. I, yeah, I, I, I live in PJs at home. If I I'm at that. home, I'm in PJs. I don't know why I am the way no, that I No, I am. should wear clothes like around I feel like house. most people are more on par with what you do. I think I'm Oh, no. I, dis- I disagree. I think that like most functioning adults like get okay. up and put on clothes well for the where day. i had this conversation before is maddie and i have a cute little play group with our babies yeah. and my sister-in-law and another one of our friends and all our babies get together it was very cute okay. um and we were having this discussion and maddie was gone last week she wasn't a part of play group yeah. and then but we were having this discussion then and they are both on par with you they both wash their faces the other women are part of our play group they wash their faces at night but like in the morning, like they'll they'll wear PJs all day or they'll wear sweats or whatever. But yeah, but they have yeah. to get ready for bed. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, not like full blown like PJ PJs, but I'm in no. leggings and like an oversized shirt or yeah, like, I do love that. Yeah. Or like yeah, if it's summer, I'm in some kind of like bicycle shorts and an oversized shirt. Yeah, my shirts don't fit ever, yeah. and mm-hmm. I okay. hate pants. I, I hate pants. Love clothes so much do you i mean i'm always like trying to really yeah i love clothes so much yeah we're we're on two totally different you always dress cute though no 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 
Yes. Well, I mean, like, you definitely wear comfy clothes. If I have to, like, like, if I, if I'm, like, going somewhere. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, I need to put an outfit on. When you are putting, like, effort in at all. Yeah, You're wearing a cute outfit. It's not like you don't know how to dress or something. No, yeah, no, I do. I just fucking hate it. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's fair. I fucking love it. It's, like, one of my favorite parts of the day. Unless I have no laundry and I have no clean clothes, which is 99% of the time. But that's okay. All right, wow. Wow, we're really sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. You guys could have checked out early if you wanted to but we love you guys so much that was folktales i can't wait for the next one and something feels so special about folktales 10 i know next one is 10 and five has been my favorite one so far so like 10's gotta be oh it better be a a good golden one Uh we'll see all right love you guys Bye. bye spill the mead Well, this gives me a good excuse to stare at more Tudor portraits tonight. Yep. Like a psycho.